Hello and welcome to BTC Radio. I'm Kevin Mitchell, founder of the Business Travel Coalition and your host. Our guest today is Steve Schur, president of the Travel Technology Association, or Travel Tech. Steve is one of the most respected and effective public affairs executives in Washington, D.C. Today we will discuss a range of issues, including travel distribution. In the short-term rental space, we'll look at some issues there as well, and an initiative to boost tourism to the United States. Steve, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Well, let's get right to it. Tell us a little bit about Travel Tech. I know you've been on recently, and some of our listeners are quite familiar uh, with your organization, but we have new listeners every every week, so tell us a little bit about you. Great. Thanks for the opportunity. Travel Tech is the trade association for the independent distribution of travel. Our members include the GDSs, companies like Sabre, Amadeus, and Travelport, well-known online travel companies, Expedia, Priceline, TripAdvisor, uh, and many others. In addition, we also have the short-term rental platforms, Airbnb, HomeAway, VRBO, and as of late, the travel management companies, uh, the TMCs, uh, some of the larger ones in the world. And really what Travel Tech is all about is we represent the independent distribution of travel, and we uh, monitor public policy as it relates to the distribution of travel at the local, state, federal, and international levels. So we're kind of the resource for the industry related to public policy when it comes to travel distribution. Steve, the last time you were on the show, you were getting ready for the inaugural annual National Shop for Travel Day. How did that go? Yeah, National Shop for Travel Day was a huge success. We, we created that day uh, really as a celebration of the marketplace in an era where the hotels and airlines and car rentals only want consumers to book direct, we felt it was necessary to draw positive attention to the, truly the marketplace where consumers either directly on an OTA or through a travel agent um, can comparison shop effectively uh, and the tools and resources that our members have created to make that possible. So National Shop for Travel Day was an acknowledgement and a recognition of all the great resources that the travel technology community has has developed uh, on behalf of consumers. You now we had a wildly successful day. We saw a huge spike in, in traffic on on our National Shop for Travel Day website. Uh, there was a lot of Twitter engagement. Uh, we actually held a reception on Capitol Hill where we had many staff members and members of Congress come and really just to enjoy and appreciate the travel marketplace, consumers' ability ability to comparison shop. And uh, we look forward to continuing that tradition year after year. I was, I was reading through your very informative monthly newsletter and noted that your organization has joined up with several others to form what is called Visit U.S. Coalition, uh, ostensibly to boost tourism to the U.S. Can you share with us what the initiative's genesis was and what you hope to accomplish? Sure, thanks. Yeah, we joined the Visit U.S. Coalition uh, because we believe that uh, our federal government needs to enact policies that promote tra travel to the U.S. by international tourists. Tourism is such a huge industry in this country, and so we've, uh, we've lent our voice and our name and our support to this coalition, which is really seeking to, um, to educate 
lawmakers about the impact of tourism on this country and how some of the policies that are being debated right now uh, could impact international visitation. And we want to make sure that uh, the U.S. remains open for business, as the president has said, but also remains open for travel and tourism by international tourists. And Travel Tech wholeheartedly supports that initiative. Our members are on the front lines with regard to giving consumers, particularly leisure travelers, access to all their options when they want to visit the U.S., and so we are proud to be part of that coalition. Let's uh, switch gears to the short-term rental segment of the industry. I understand there's a lot going on on the hotel side, with some hotel companies beginning to list rooms and other properties on the rental platforms of your members, and some hotel associations are trying to frustrate consumer choice, and the success of short-term rental companies like HomeAway or Airbnb. What can you update us on that? Yeah, thanks. The, uh, the short-term rental landscape is a complicated one. And really, the whole story begins with consumer demand. Uh, with Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, home sharing is not a new phenomenon, but these platforms have made it much easier for consumers to find homes to stay in and also uh, for homeowners to list their properties so that they can make a little extra income, uh, and that takes on varying formats. So as a result of that, many cities and states are looking at if and how to regulate short-term rentals. Um, in many cases, the hotel industry is promoting limits or bans on individuals' ability to rent out their home. We believe that property rights as a policy principle prevails in that debate, and that homeowners should be able to accommodate guests if they would like and so it's been a, it's very complicated. There literally are hundreds, if not thousands, of municipalities right now who are contemplating regulations related to short-term rentals. And now states are getting in the game. Um, and so we see a lot of legislation at, in state capitals that seek to um, figure out how to tax short-term rentals, how to make sure that if you are renting your home on one of these platforms that you are collecting and remitting the proper taxes. And so uh, the policy landscape is, is quite complex. Uh, what we find interesting is that a lot of the opposition, a lot of the, the uh, attempts to ban short-term renting or limit it or to tax it or to burden it in some way, shape, or form is really coming from the hotel lobby. And what I find peculiar about that is that many hotels recognize the demand for short-term rentals and are actually getting in the business. Some of the big brands like Wyndham, Choice, Hyatt, Four Seasons, Accor, they all have short-term rental offerings on their own websites. So they're in the game. And that is, uh, it's striking that um, while many of the hotel brands are offering short-term rentals and benefiting from it and seeing the consumer demand, the trade association for the hotel industry is leading the charge against it. And I, I commented on that in our newsletter this month about a trade association that's working against the business interests of its own members. And I find that really interesting. I think that uh, we're at a point now where th there's, there's clear understanding and recognition that consumers want short-term rental accommodations as an option when they travel for many reasons, whether they need more space, whether they want to stay for a longer period of time, or they want to have a different experience than a hotel experience. And so the hotels are getting in the game. Uh, most of the hotels, uh, notably uh, the two largest, Marriott and Hilton, are not, uh, which could be the reason why the trade association for the hotel industry continues its assault on short-term rentals. Hasn't that tax fight that you described a few minutes ago, hasn't that been going on for years? It has. You know, And the, and the hotel industry's assault on short-term rentals is just an extension 
of their assault on OTAs that has been going on for decades. And they've been advocating uh, that uh, OTAs be taxed, uh, really the service fees of travel agents be taxed at the state level uh, for many years, and it's something that we've been fighting. And so what we what we see and continue to see is the hotel lobby and even some of the big brands testifying in support of raising taxes on travel agents as a means to increase their costs with the hope that uh, those costs will be passed on to the consumer through the independent channel, and then ultimately those consumers would choose to, to book direct instead. So it's really, a, I believe, a short-sighted a policy agenda by the hotel industry to attack OTAs, who are their true business partners and distribution partners. Um, hotels continue to rely on OTAs to put heads in beds, and we, our members continue to do that. And so uh, that, that strange love-hate dichotomy still exists between the hotels and the OTAs, but the uh, policy agenda by the hotel lobby uh, that seeks to raise taxes on travel agents, which will ultimately raise taxes on consumers because, of course, those taxes will be passed on to the consumer in the form of higher room rates. We think it's short-sighted. And uh, again, we, we continue to fight those battles. We see the, the hotel lobby in state capital after state capital uh, advocating that states impose onerous new taxes on travel agents. And I should say, not just OTAs. Um, most of the time, these bills impact the service fees of brick-and-mortar travel agents, event planners, and wedding planners in the state, too. So if you're booking hotel rooms for your clients and charge a fee for that service, those fees are subjected to these new taxes as well, and we'll continue to fight against them everywhere we can. So you cover a lot of issues in Washington. What's happening in Congress and over at the Department of Transportation regarding air travel distribution and the consumer? Yeah, so the air travel landscape is also a unique one. Uh, given this administration's uh, deregulatory agenda, their their interest in in and making sure that um, businesses are not burdened with, with regulations. Uh, the Department of Transportation's Consumer Protection Division uh, has really been quiet. Uh, they've looked at some of the pending consumer protection rulemakings that are underway. Some of them have been formally terminated. Others are frozen in time. Um, there is a, a process now going on at DOT to look at all the regulations. And our concern is that in this deregulation friendly environment, that some of the true consumer protections that are necessary are, are, are could be subject to, uh, to review and ultimately removal. And, and, and we're really uh, concerned that the airlines have an immense amount of influence uh, with this administration and the department and will try to undo many of the, the good consumer protection provisions that DOT has put in place, things like the tarmac delay rule, the 24-hour cancellation rule. Um, even things such as um, uh, full fare advertising. These are all, uh, we think, very positive consumer protection provisions that have been implemented that I think are subject to uh, potentially being um, reviewed and, and hopefully not, but uh, uh, considered for uh, removal in this deregulation environment. So uh, we're going to continue to maintain vigilance and uh, we're communicating with Department of Transportation and Congress about the need for consumers to be protected in air travel. Steve, is there anything important before we wrap up that you'd like to share with our listeners? I think we covered it all, Kevin. Local, state, federal. Uh, maybe we can save the international discussion for another day. But uh, Travel Tech is, again, uh, um, pleased to have this opportunity and, and will continue to fight for uh, sound policies for independent distribution of travel on behalf of consumers who want the ability to comparison shop. And before we leave, Steve, how can listeners sign up for your great newsletter that comes out, I think, monthly, yes? 
Yeah, it's a monthly newsletter, and it covers public policy, uh, everything that we've uh, discussed uh, in our conversation today. And the, the easy way to sign up for it is go to traveltech.org. And if you scroll to the bottom of that homepage on the right-hand side, there's a button that says sign up for the newsletter. We promise not to spam you. It is a once-a-month newsletter. We don't do anything else with your email or information. You'll hear from us once a month, but there's a lot of great information and insight and encourage everybody to sign up for the newsletter. So thanks for that. Well, that's it for this edition. For the entire team here at BTC Radio, thank you for tuning in. 